Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Adam, Malaka! Sagapu Parapoli. What's up, everybody? Gate 7 International back at it again. Olympiakos is through. I'm in the dark again. I'm sorry if I'm creepy for all of you guys. I'm just excited. Olympiakos is through to the group stages. Costa Costa, how do you feel? I just want to say this is the best loud, silent thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Bravo, Adi. Bravo, Adi. Oh. All I have to say is, oh, my God, it's been one of those nights again. I can't believe what we've just lived through. And, and you know what? I'm still on edge. Like, you can hear it. I'm still on edge right now. Guys, the only way that we can really kickstart this episode is, is by, by playing this. Whoever's live now, here we go. If Patrick saves, Olympiakos is through. The... F- the f- Fourth penalty. Here he goes. He's about to take it. I don't know if you can hear me. And it's dead. Olympiacos is through. No. No, Olympiacos is through. Olympiacos is through. Olympiacos is through. The team has started. Samus Patrick saves Olympiacos again. He saves the season. Olympiacos is through in the Europa League. I can't believe what I'm seeing. The stadium's on fire! There's players everywhere! I can't believe what we've just seen! It's one of the biggest nights! <laughs> I'm saying this. Copyright. Trademark. Trademark right here. The Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Legendary. Legendary commentary from Labros Irmos, guys. I told you, I, I, I told you, Gate 7 International Superstar Labros Irmos. Labros equals ratings. You all laughed. Every one of you laughed. I was <laughs> right. I was right all along. It's not that we thought you were wrong. It's just, it's Labro. It's, the guy's a legend. My God. Labros yeah, better yeah. than Thanelikis. Yes, 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 yes. Labros better than Thanelikis. Eat your heart out. Yeah, well, that is fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely magical. Anybody that like, I mean, go. You've got to go back and find the timestamps for the goal and just re-listen to the whole penalty shootout of Labro. It is absolutely epic. But what an epic night! Um, where do we start? First of all, I want to thank everybody that's tuning in tonight at. Almost two o'clock Greek time. It's almost oh, yeah. one o'clock Belgian time. Ari's Ari's there in Galimnos and his family's asleep. And here he is. Costa similarly as well. Uh, all of you guys that are up. I don't have kids. I don't have kids that I know of. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for being here with us. I don't know if some of you are coming back from the stadium. Um, like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. My God, that I'm going to be editing the vlog as well. That's going to be fun. An absolutely epic night. Guys, 
that's where we start honestly and and don't forget costa not just like and subscribe as soon as we hit 2k subs on youtube we've got a, a huge giveaway and i think tonight's looking like the night we had 40 subs already just during the course of uh the game so we're almost there which means giveaway time so like and subscribe get your friends to like and subscribe huge giveaway coming Etsy, Etsy. I'm going to go straight to the comments. What are people saying? Bame, Benderosia, yes, sir. Uh, Ari's in Martin's closet. Kunde <laughs> 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 at least got out. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the darkness here. Manos Gate 7. I don't know if you're still in Naxos, mate. Yeah, this is madness. Indeed. Baris, I think that's a bit of love for, for Labrus's commentary. <laughs> how are you so happy about what performance with this team we will suffer okay we'll we'll, 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 we'll get into it we'll get into it okay we'll get to it we'll get into it ο Μάνος λέει λοιπόν σύντομη άποψη για το μάτς καλό ξεκίνημα και βάση ευκαιριών έπρεπε να είχαμε καθαρίσει νωρίτερα ωστόσο η πίτραση Μαρτίνς το πήγαν πέναλτι that's something we'll talk about as well for those that aren't Greek speakers Μάνος is basically saying Good start, but uh, but we should have finished the game off earlier. It's what I call the post-Martins stress disorder or post-Martins syndrome that Olympiacos are, are still trying to, to get past. And it was so important today. My goodness. Concept Calcio. Karaiskaki still has it, man. These Apollon pens were deafening. Thank God they were at the gate seven. And... Danis, what the F did we go through tonight? Ari, how was Gare Skaki? I wish you enjoyed amazing. the magic experience. It was yeah. amazing. Even though it was probably only 10,000 people, they're still amazing. You can still hear Gate 7 as loud as... I mean, they're incredible. They never stop. We must start sober. I'm hyped. But seriously, says our, our good friend Alex... <laughs> we done did the thing, boys. Pop the sparkling ouzo. I don't know, but I have a corona here with me, so I needed something. I got some alpha with me here. There you go. Get get some get a drink, guys. Get some popcorn. We're gonna stay see, here as see, long as we can. Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Hawaiian Martin Tyler is already picking up. I love that. We'll get the into this. Could too. have been better. I'd be missed. Uh, yeah, I'd be missed so many chances. <laughs> Kevin Milara says, "Man, I feel seventy years old." My friend is a Wolves fan, says Midnight Spirit, and loves Olympiagos because of the fans. That's it, right there. Excellent stuff. Paolo and Marta, cheers from Brazil. Bom dia, my friends. Uh, hello, dia, greetings. Dia. Greetings to Brazil. Thank you for joining us. Spread the love. Had some great Brazilian players play for this club, as I'm sure you know. Yep. Mike Scob, I will not celebrate this. I will need once for all focus in the next day. We need transfers and more the merrier, but we really need a structure. Yesterday, I'm waiting the action plan. Thanks, says Mike. It's a little Mike. more complicated than that. It's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, and this is it. I can't comprehend the trauma Pedro has left <laughs> in the team. Why do we fall yeah. back as soon as we score? We saw that even against Bass. Even against Bass, we saw that on the weekend, I thought, and I, I said it on the... On the, on the show with Costa on Sunday. Kevin Miraras, although the team in terms of quality is the worst in decade, at least I hope James Rodriguez comes, James Rodriguez. That's because yeah. of what uh, Carpetopoulos accidentally said on the radio, isn't it? 
Yeah, people picked up yeah, on that. James Rodriguez yeah. is not coming to Olympiacos. It's like that Nkunku moment we had with Labros. It's just not happening. A win is a win, although we didn't play optimally. We're buying time for transfers and build time, uh, build team cohesiveness, says Alexander Katopis. George, group stages are going to be rough with this squad. All right, guys. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Ade. People want to get into it. How do we start? Should we start with the game and get into it? Look, let's let's first address the. Uh, there wasn't a comment already about talking about how the performance was poor. A couple comments talking about how the performance was poor. How can we be happy about it? Look, with what we've gone through this team, it's okay right now to live in the moment. We have just been trying to get a result by result because of what's been going on. It is okay to be happy about this win. We have a couple of weeks before the first group stage game in the Europa League. And we right now, we have secured a little bit of something financially, you know, financial stability for the team. Not It's not Champions League level money, but it's something. We now have a road for the team to go on. We're going to see some transfers now that Europa League is secure. We are going to see something happen now, most likely regarding that. And there's there's two more weeks for Corbaron to continue to build on this. I said this in the pre-match. The data has been getting better every single game. And even in this game, look at the opportunities that were missed. Okay, yeah, we didn't score them. But the, the point is we're making these opportunities. And this is a good thing. It's going to continue to get better. And so it's okay. It is okay to enjoy this win and enjoy the result right now. It's okay to live in the moment. So just do it. Amen. Amen. Right there. Costa, I don't know how you feel about it, buddy. But that's that's just me. What's, which uh, one? With a K or with a C? Oh, oh Costa, Costa C. With Sorry, K. Costa C. Go with Costa C. with a K. I'm still trying right. to gather my thoughts. No, I mean, uh, Ari really covered a lot of what I wanted to say in terms of the game. Uh, I feel like we're a bit spoiled. Like, you know, Olympiacos fans in general, I feel like we're a bit spoiled because we're used to winning and winning trophies and stuff like that. We're not really used to having a team in transition. Uh, I'm sick and tired of saying how we said it since last season that Pedro Martins should not get a new contract and should leave with a, with a trophy in his hands to preserve his legacy. It was obvious that this is where we were heading. We told you the, 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 the qualifiers would be hell on earth. We expected it to be worse. Olympiacos are in the Europa League. Think about it. This Olympiacos is in the Europa League and not the conference or even out of Europe. Um, I want to be as nice as possible, and I really want to. Anyone who's missing Jose Sa needs to understand that Thomas Vatslik is a luxury for the Greek Super League. Anyone who's missing Guillerme needs to understand that Jan M. Villa is a luxury for the Greek Super League. Uh, Juan Guimbom, an incredible player who's going to play, who's going to have a great impact in the team, who respects this team. I don't know if you saw this, but this guy bowed to the Olympiacos fans twice after he left the, the, the pitch. Anyone who underestimates Juan doesn't understand, doesn't understand talent and also doesn't understand respect, my opinion. Uh, a lot of shit about Youssef El Arabi. Well, you're a footballer. You're going to retire in your 40s. Obviously, you want the best deal possible. Uh, it was wrong for the club to keep him, my opinion, but they did. 
Carlos Corberan, I've been covering uh, I've been covering English football for seven years full time, twelve years on and off. So I must know something. I know we're in the post-truth era, so you know probably what I'm about to say doesn't even matter anymore. But the English fo- English football is a completely different galaxy than Greek football. Uh, Carlos Corberan took a team of nobodies and finished them third in the championship last season. He made it to the playoffs finals, almost got them into the Premier League, a team of nobodies. And now he's at Olympiacos. Carlos Corberan is another luxury. He came to Olympiacos with barely bringing his staff over from Spain and immediately improved them. If Pedro Martins was still the manager, we'd probably not even made the, the conference. Probably, probably not even made the conference. Uh, Olympiacos should definitely celebrate this. I said this after the Slovan game. I'm going to say it again. I hope they celebrate it as hard as they did after they beat Arsenal at the Emirates and eliminated them. Because Olympiacos need the unity. They need the morale right now. They need the, they need to come together. We need to create a team right now. It's Olympiacos we're talking about right now. They're in transition. It's all step by step. It's all about winning. It was all about getting into the Europa League. And from then on, you're going to bring transfers. And it's all about getting them in as soon as possible and coming together. Rant over. No, very good, Costa. I think from my perspective, we spent a lot of time this week talking about how important it was for the fans to turn up today and really that the team needed that extra push. And I thought the fans were absolutely incredible today. I would they say were. They, were. they answered the call from, from us, from, you know, everybody that contributed to, to really motivating, encouraging people to turn up at the Gadaiskagi in numbers today. Without the fans in the stadium today, I think Olympiacos could have, could have crumbled. I want to say that, um, you know, I, I went into this game, obviously, with, with a sense of optimism. As, as I've been saying the past couple of weeks, every game, all we can ask for is improvement. And I think game by game, we have seen improvement up until today where we really kind of put ourselves in, in a difficult position. I thought, like everyone, we had a dream start to the game, you know, one, one two minutes into the game and... Envila puts the ball into the channel on the right-hand side of the of the Apollon defence. The right-back makes a mistake. Oleg, Oleg's there to capitalise on it, does really well. And then it's just, you know, a square ball into the box and a tap-in for Yorgos Masuras. Absolutely fantastic start to the game. And you think, OK, come on, like, we've got this. And then, honest to God, like, we had some chances during the game, but it mainly came on the counter. Or from some some situations where we pressed high up the field and forced errors. It's like Martin, what Martins was working on during preseason yep. was to steal the ball high up the field. And basically, the only thing he seems to have worked on during during preseason was the high press and otherwise running the players into the ground. Um, the players still have that tendency, like he, like you said, Costa. I think that we score and then we sit back instead of scoring and then looking to go for the second goal and kill and kill the game we let them have the ball far too much far too much throughout the game and i have to say yeah. that that for me the standout players first of all Jan and Villa had an epic second half 
Like the second half that he had today was maybe one of the best performances I've seen him in an Olympiacos shirt. Slide tackles on the ground. Everywhere. Everywhere on the pitch. Like anything positive that happened with the ball going forward into dangerous, dangerous positions, uh, playing in behind the defence. It all came from him in the second half. Otherwise, I thought Oleg, Oleg and, uh, and Barr were two of our top performers because we were defending for our lives for most of the game. And, and while they didn't have a clear-cut opportunity and right until they scored the equaliser in the 88th minute, we were on the back foot and the, all we did was, was wait for the counter. We got, we got away a couple of times. I mean, bottom line, where am I getting at here? Corberan isn't a magician, doesn't he's not a guy that's come in with a magic wand and he's gonna he's gonna make everything perfect from one day to another, like Costa said. So the important thing today was to get through. I, I can't I can't even begin to imagine I can't even begin to imagine what would have happened today if we didn't go through. Even though I've said before that I think the level of the Greek league is conference. Yeah. And even this team, this team as it is now, as it is now, is for conference. Now we I, need, now we need the transfers. We need the quality, and we need the players. We need the players that Corberan needs if we want to have the season where we rebuild. We allow him to do a job with the tools necessary, the tools that he wants to build a team that can compete in the Europa League, that can play at home and make the Karaiskaki a fortress. When's the last time we won a game in Europe? It was against within Fenerbahce. Minute, within 90 minutes. Yeah. Fenerbahce was the last game we yeah. won, and that was a stoppage time winner from Tiquinho. And yeah. it was the yeah. same against Antwerp last season. I don't want that again. This Is it too hard for me to, to, to ask? I don't want to see that again this season. I want to... Like every Olympiacos fan, I want to see Olympiacos dominant. And I know I have a feeling about this manager that he can do it. Now it's over to the board. It's over to you. He did yes. it. He took the team through two rounds of Europa League with a bit of luck. Honest to God. I... Why luck? Why luck? Why luck? Yeah, we made it to the penalty. No, no, but it is talent, it's the though. It is talent. The the what about the shooters? What about the shooters? It, the quality is there. See, Resi, Resi, in both games, Avila's taken a penalty. And in both the, both the shot today and the game last week, it was exactly the same. He hit it into the bottom right corner, and the keeper's got a touch to it both times. But he's been, we've been lucky in that situation. No, but I'm still, not, you're like, still, the keeper, you're still choosing I'm not the taking shooters. it away from Bachlik. I'm not taking it away from Bachlik. But we've been seriously lucky. In football, if you don't take your chances, the other team scores. You get punished. In Putane Bala. In, in Putane Bala. How many once, chances? How many chances did Yusef Al Arabi miss today? A lot. And in a the lot. last game. Should have had a hat a trick. Should have had a hat a trick over the last two games, minimum. He for me, for me He's missed nine scoring chances over two games. I, I, I'm sorry, I normally don't get like this whoever, like those of you that watch the show, if we didn't go through today, it's on him. And it's on the people that decided to renew his contract. I agree with the second Unbelievable. Part. Like the, the, the missed opportunities that he's had, and, and I'm no disrespect, rant over.
Look, penalties, no, no, I'm going to tell well you, well mathematically speaking, penalties are not – it's not as skill-based as you would think. There's a lot of luck involved. Um, just, just pointing that out there. I don't there, know, it, man. England always screw up. Is that luck? Is it because they're always, <laughs> they're always unlucky? You're only unlucky and lucky once. Leave England out of it. Leave England out of it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot you're also English. And Listen. a Millwall fan and a Tottenham fan. Listen, the <laughs> I think I think what everybody should take out is because the 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 chat I think is also getting a little bit negative also too about some of the players that we have. We had to get through the I, I don't see how the team was gonna make major moves for players without the 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 concrete and the assuredness that there was something that players were going to come for also you have to remember don't just think about what the office does think about the players that we're trying to bring in think about that player huang senior for example or Weijo huang instead of huang senior why would he come to greece just to play in conference league do you think that's attractive for him do you think playing in greece alone and it's no with europa league secured it is attractive so don't be surprised if in the next week, week and a half, we see, a, you know, a bunch of players come in with that secured. It's not like it used to be. I mean, I see people here commenting about, you know, Giovanni and Rivaldo. This isn't the same Ribiakos. This isn't the same Greek league compared to that. So I, I understand that people are, you know, are upset that we're not bringing the caliber players that we used to. But this, I'm sorry, the game has changed. Over the course of 20 years, this game has changed completely. There are now billionaires and teams with billion-dollar payrolls and budgets that are a billion euro, I should say, half a billion, whatever it is, that are involved in this game. And this team now has to adjust. We can't. We can, we're not going to be able to bring in the Giovannis anymore. This team, this club, has to focus more on the development aspect of things. So, That's the good. the. In scouting, exactly. And that's what uh, Fournier is going to do. Uh, he, uh, I think there were discussions about him bringing a whole scouting team. Um, comments like this about Marinaki's dropping money to bring in players. Guys, remember, there's rules now about this. The $10 million that was just dumped to bring our, book, our books balanced can only be done with excessive losses. Excessive losses. Remember that. If and it might have to be done again, even with Europa League this year. So just bear all of this in mind, guys. The important thing is something's being done at the very least with what we have with guys like Avila. We just brought in guys like De La Fuente, who's all young. These aren't 30 year old has beens, they're young. De La Fuente is 21. Okay, Agibu Camaraz out there, he, he's 20, right? Is, is, am, I, am I correct with that? Or is he 21? He's young. He's, I don't know the exact. He's, he's below twenty-three. He's very but, young. He's very young. He's, but, I think he's twenty-two. You can sell them. It, Those players, you can sell them. Exactly. Radeyevich. Radeyevich is pretty young too. I'm pretty sure he's he's twenty-three. I, I'm forgetting everybody's ages. But the point is, these are all younger. <laughs> well, there's a different, different. He's completely different. But the whole point is, that we have to continue to build with this. You know what I mean? And there's there's going to be players coming in. And hopefully they fit their guys that Corbett wants. Hopefully they're guys that will fit the system better. And it'll get to that point. But we do we have a lot of dead dead weight that we have to get out of this team. Yeah. And uh, and there's there's guys that are gonna come in. I'm confident about that. I really believe that there's players that are coming in. Um, but yeah. 
that's that's my thought on that matter. I would just like to ask, like, I mean, obviously, uh, I got a little comment that says, Katadia, if you think that Corberan, a young manager with no pedigrees and luxury for Olympiacos. Well, you know what? I wish uh, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, and Jurgen Klopp were keen to take over Olympiacos. I wish Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappé were keen to come for center forwards. I wish we could bring in Golo Kante over for midfield. I wish we could have Virgil van Dijk for defense. And I also wish I was married to Monica Bellucci. But in reality... <laughs> Yeah, reality though, you know, it sucks. You know, reality is this. Olympiacos cannot have that. Ari, you hit the, na- the nail right in the head. It's all about development and it's all about scouting. In terms of manager, Olympiacos were spot on on, uh, on scouting. Again, guys, a manager that took a team of nobodies and finished them third in the championship, just a whisker away from bringing them into the Premier League. Better than Nottingham Forest, who ultimately beat them to it. This is only because the Greek Super League is not competitive. You know what? I'm going to say the Greek Super League is a shithole. Okay? No one wants to come to the Greek Super League. We can't attract big players and big managers. We can know the, the, the realistic part is getting the Corberans in. Managers with talent, with ambitions, hard workers that want to make a name for themselves. Rant over. Should we go back to the chat? I mean, there's there's, there's a lot here. I addressed the chat myself. No, no, but but I, I I agree with you. And like, okay, we're all we're all in our thirties, so we we remember the the good old days or like the old days or whatever you want to call them. And we're we're maybe not old enough to have lived the you know through the the stone years, or I can't remember what was the best English term <laughs> that we found <laughs> the other day. <laughs> but, you know, those those days are, are gone. And I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, because this is a conversation that we had with Stel the, um, from the Ammonia podcast, from No Chofters podcast. The, the good thing that Cypriot teams have done is that they've realised that their league is not a league that's going to attract top players, top talent. And they've invested... In their in their youth systems, their youth academies, and you saw. Okay, don't know if Apollon is exactly the best uh, the best example, but it's not like their strategy is to sign average players. Fam, the point is, I've said it before. We've said it on this podcast before. The team really needs to rethink its strategy when it comes to signing players, when it comes to developing youth, using the B team using the network of Olympiacos schools that we have around the world because it's hard to attract players to come to Greece for reasons you said. Who wants to come and play in Greece? In 2004, when Rivaldo came, you know, he came to the airport and they interviewed him and he said, you know, I watched the Greek national team win the Euro and you know, things are happening here. Unfortunately, you know, people that run Greek football, they threw all that opportunity down the toilet and this is where we are now with one Greek team in Europe in 2022. 18 years later, and in the 18th position of the UEFA coefficient ranking and, you know, 22nd place in sight with three Cypriot teams at least playing in the Europa League, Apollo, Nayak and Omonia. Omonia beat Kent 2-0 here in Belgium and they beat them 2-0 again today. So, it's um, you know, we have to realise where where Greek football is. Uh, okay, to put some, some positivity into this discussion, Ben De Rosia, I can't wait to see the Huang to Huang connection <laughs> thank god we've brought in a striker thank god we've brought in a striker yeah 
Uh, Ari, I, I know I know that you're quite passionate on the whole El Arabi thing as well, and I, I I don't mean to keep kind of poking at him, but <laughs> maybe I'm asking you to do that. I don't know. Uh, look, my opinion's been very clear since even the rumors about the renewal of El Arabi. I would not have done it for the amount of money, especially a two-year contract. I mean, every anything anything I would have offered him would have been entirely performance-based. No $2 million. I mean, the I, even last year, uh, for me, I'm sorry, the performances was – there was a noticeable deal just in his build-up and hold-up play, but also in his goal scoring. You guys remember the, the data that we, we showed you. Masuras had a higher non-penalty X-goal threat. Nine penalties Eladabi scored. That was almost half of his production. That's not good. I never would have – I said then I wasn't going to pay that money. I don't agree with the money that we paid for him. And, and look, we're starting to pay the price for it. Now, to be fair, and people have pointed this out um, in the past, Eladabi's always had a pretty slow start of a season. Yes. But when you're making $2 million and you're getting one of the highest payrolls on the team – I'm sorry, that's not an excuse anymore. You have to produce. So I I think um uh I think we made a mistake there. But you know what? I there's we that, how many times are we gonna beat a dead horse with that? You know what? We we're stuck with him, so we either play him or we don't. What's that? No, he's gonna he's gonna be a luxury now. And I, I did I say it on the on the Sunday pods, um Costa. In Greece you need you need to have strikers that put the ball in the back of the net and I think he can do it in the Greek league and looking at the striking options that we have it's a luxury to have him on the bench but but really I think I think uh Weijo Huang that comes in and takes that jersey right now and hopefully Eladabi does does wake up at some point but but today was really it's been hard to watch throughout pre-season and throughout this qualification campaign with him I have to say um I don't I'm not quite sure this is the answer. Uh, Midnight Sprite at this point, Hassan would have done probably better. He says, uh, Alexandros is having a good laugh at that. Kevin Milaras, Duliato Agroyani, a la respecto Vatslik at a penalty que mono. Indeed. I mean, he's. It's all on him today. Fetanos uh, Conrad. Conrad has big balls to shoot a penalty in such a crucial game after being in a team for like a week. I, I agree, ma'am. And I heard already quite a lot of criticism about him not being ready. Um, some people don't like the signing. I agree. I agree. I thought it took massive balls for him to go and take that penalty. And he did He did well. Credit to him. He's a Masia graduate. Why wouldn't he do it? You know, he's, you know, I, I suppose a Masia graduate comes with a personality. I suppose. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm wrong. And here's some more here's some more opinion. We don't wait new Giovanni, but not players like Avila and De La Fuente. We haven't seen them playing. We barely have seen them playing yet, guys. How do you ex- did we expect Conrad to come in and, 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 and throw fireballs out of his ass? <laughs> After two days. Did we expect Avila to be the next Toro series after a couple of weeks? I don't know. Am I missing something here? We're not, we're not Manchester City. We're not Bayern Munich. 
We're not Barcelona. We can't just throw money at our problems and bring in ready-made solutions. I don't know. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm. I'm maybe 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 I got something wrong here. I won't answer that directly, but then just I want to bring this up. So everyone's been talking about Galatasaray's transfers, bringing in players like Mertens. Uh, did they did they get Willian Arau or did Fenerbahce get him? Anyway, like a lot of Turkish teams are just throwing the money around and, and attracting players to go to Turkey. Uh, look at the financial problems that those clubs have gone through over the last few years. It's basically because of behaviour like that. Um, okay. Um, when do we want to do? Do we want to have that kind of strategy and then have financial problems and then be? You know, bankrupt because those clubs have gone through that, like insolvency and financial issues. The Turkish economy, Turkish lira is not doing too great. I don't know. It's a risky strategy from them to, to be honest. I I already I already spoke about what I think the club needs to do, like moving forward. Is it about signing a, a player like Mertens at 34, 35, however old he is? Or is it about investing in your in your academies and how you know getting a good technical director to come in and make sure things are done properly, that we manage talent properly? All, all of those things, like about men mentality, um, you know, helping the players make the transition from the academies to the first team, it's been very difficult. We haven't developed any talent since Bento. Am I wrong? Am I am I wrong? Have no, we have no. we bought through any players through our academy since Benzo left, since Rezzo, since Nicolao, since uh, you know th th those are the ones that essentially have gone and made careers of themselves. Actually, no, we've shipped any one that we did. We shipped off on loan. The two best ones, I think, out of the current academy products, we shipped off on loan. Surlis and Surlis trained with the first team for how many years? Three, four years. On loan to Holland. Yeah, and he hasn't. He's played eight minutes. But yeah. what about patience? I mean, Conrad has been with the team for what a week, two weeks, and he's already being. Uh, he, he already gets criticism. Avila was said in the, in the deep end. Yeah, Jesus I said Christ. in the scouting report, I didn't see Conrad de la Fuente gelling immediately with the team. I thought there was going to be some time for him to, you know. Uh, just because of how I saw him playing and what was he was doing at Marseille, the fact that he hadn't really had first team um, minutes anywhere, like big time minutes, I thought there was going to be an adjustment period. So yeah, and then so also to the point with the with it, that you brought up about Turkey signing all of these, uh, making all of these signings, right? Uh, bringing all of these players in and then having you know budget troubles. First and foremost, I just want to bring up. Greek teams have have shat on Turkish teams in the last three years in in uh, European competition. So, okay, there's that. And also, you could say that we did kind of have that strategy. Remember, this past summer and the summer before, we've actually started to spend a little bit more money, you know, but it was on the wrong players. And and that's the problem, you know. I I, I see the argument because also in the comments, there's a few people that talked about. It. I see the argument. Oh, we have a lot of these like one million uh, euro contracts. Why don't we Why don't we spend and get this one big contract? 
and I guess the answer to that would be we need depth on the team. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe we get rid of a bunch of these 1 million euro contracts. We have a bunch of super cheap uh, contracts. You might not have depth. But then again, at the same time, like you look at some of the money that's been spent on players, right? Onyakuru, 5 million. Abubakar Kamara, another 5 million. The heck? You know what I mean? That's 10 million. We could have bought some, we could have spent some, some money on some better players, we'll say. I don't know. Um, Do you want to speak that's, to this that's comment? Just the situation. Do you want to speak to this comment, Ari? Um, there, yeah. So, uh, uh, Alexandrosism, any news on the French sport together? You said he will bring a team of scouts. Tell us more. There was a comment, um, or they were discussing it. I don't remember if it was on the radio or if it was on something from, from Dodeca, uh, where they discussed that he was talking about scouts, um, uh, or like bringing it, like wanting more scouts, uh, as a part of development, get, maybe get more scouts younger, bring them in. And for me, that's a good sign, but it also is a long-term play. Like you don't get this guy. He's not going to just come in, bring scouts and then start looking at players. And then you get all of a sudden your amazing players within a year or two. That's a long-term thing. Um, just to compare like different sports. If you look in the United States in, in terms of like baseball or basketball or, or football, these teams that started building these scouting, these scouting teams, very data heavy, they didn't start seeing payoffs from that for about four years. Uh, in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles, they started investing three years ago, and now they're reaping some benefits. Uh, you can see it in football as well. Uh, any Every team that has invested heavily in these scouting and, and, and data, uh, analytically focused scouting regimes, it pays off, but it takes time. So we, we just have to remember when he does come in, we have to give him time, bring a team together, and find these players, but that's going to be a future thing. We're not going to benefit from that in the next season. Not even January. Not even January. Not even. Not even. Oh, thank you thank for my recommendation. Thank you, Mikhailo. Big up, Brate from Serbia, Mikhailo Milovanovic. Thanks for joining, mate. Thank you. And we might meet them in the in the Europa League. We actually have our potential opponents ready to uh, reveal them. Ah, please. This yeah. is interesting. Okay, shall I mention Group A, the teams that Olympiacos are not going uh, are not going to face? Yeah, go for it. Tell yes. us Group A. Okay, the teams that Olympiacos are not going to Olympiacos are going to be on the Group A, that is the top group, and they're missing teams like Roma, Manchester United, Arsenal, Lazio, Braga, Red Star Belgrade. There you go. And Dinamo. Nice. We won't face them. Is that no. is that pot is that pot is that pot one? Pot that's pot one, yes, sir. Okay. So now here are the opponents they could face. That's pot two. And uh, tell us which one you want: Feyenoord, Eindhoven, Rennes, Monaco, Real Sociedad, Karabag, Malmö, Ludogorets. I'll take Feyenoord because like it's close to me. <laughs> I might join you. I love the Netherlands. I might. I might I'd like little guards. Last I'd time like I was at Feyenoord, we won three 0 Costas Fortuny scored a magic goal in a friendly. Marco Silva was the manager. Good memory. Ah, my God, amazing memory that. Yeah. I, I'd be up to go to the Netherlands, maybe Eindhoven as well. But they were really good against the Rangers, so maybe not. There were Feyenoord fans in the live stream 
lots of Feyenoord fans because, and I, I asked them, why are you here? And they were like, oh, we want Apollon to win so that we can go into pot one. <laughs> Dance around on that. I want Ludo Goritz for revenge. I, me too. That's what I want. I want Ludo Goritz again. Pot C. Sheriff Piraspol, Real Betis, Mitiland, Bede Glimt, Union Berlin, Freiburg, Fenerbahce, Ferenc Faros. I'll take Fenerbahce again. Yeah. There's a few there's a few tasty teams in there in pot three. It's picking up, isn't it? It really is picking yeah. up. I take Fenerbahce. I think Olympiakos could do this there again. If they improve that, they really need to improve. That's the thing. Like, the, you know, the, the talent needs to gel. You know, the, the, the new transfers need to come in and gel as soon as possible. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you, even though what we want, you know, we would all like to have these teams, I'm going to tell you what we're going to get. We're going to get a Spanish team. It's going to be, it'll be either. <laughs> You guys are laughing, but we're going to get a Spanish team. It's going to be Sociedad or Betis, and it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I hate. I I never feel like we not just us. I just feel like Greek teams don't do well against Spanish teams. Period. So I just want to avoid yeah. any Spanish team. At least that no English my... teams. That's a good thing. No English teams. Yes, they're nightmares. So part we have B... also entered. Wait, hold on. We've also entered, so Garcia says, we've entered the UEL without winning a single qualifying match. We've also gone in without losing a single qualifying match. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The Pot glass D. isn't half empty. <laughs> I love that. Potti, Nad, Helsinki. Who, who's Stur the first one? Who's the first one? Nad. 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 So, Potti. Ah, Nantes. 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 Yeah, sorry, Nantes. Uh, uh, Excusez-moi, Monsieur Levoyanis. <laughs> uh, Potti, Nantes, Le. Helsinki, Sturm Graz, Eiklarnakas, Omonia, Z uh, Zurich, Union, that's the Belgian Union, and Trabzonspor. Saint-Gilles? I do not know. Union Saint-Gilles. Yeah, I'll take that one. They're a good team, though. Good team. I think we want to avoid Nantes and Trabzonspor, basically. Anyone I, don't want any, I don't want any more Cypriot teams either, mate. Cyprus trips are just a nightmare. I don't want, I don't want, uh, you said Union, Union Berlin, right? Saint uh, no, no, that's the Belgian one. Belgian one. Okay. Yeah. It's my local team, actually. Oh, nice visit. Think, nice visit to, to Costa. I think, you have a friend, I think you have a friend in the comment section, Costa. Alexandro Sim, apparently he didn't like the way I pronounced Nant. Nad. Nad. Is that a Saudi Arabian team? Like, did they play in the Europa League now? I wouldn't be surprised with the UEFA. I'd give them a bit of money and make them European as well. Ah. Anyway, there's my little dig at UEFA for the night. And as we remember, if Olympiacos finished second in the group, that means they're going through the playoff which is the round of 32 basically and if they finish third they go to the um they go to conference that's right if we finish third we go to conference yeah honestly though guys like i think like, like i said before now it's really over to the board to do what they've said what's been put out in the press and all the communication that we see whoever understands we we understood that if the team went through today it seems like there are things lined up 
So expect a lot of activity in the next couple of days. I see, we see a lot of comments about, okay, what's going to happen next and where are the transfers? Okay, this was it. We were waiting for this. Now, now we wait and see. We don't have a lot of time. The team has to submit the list for the Europa League to UEFA by the 2nd of September. That is, what is it, a week away. It's the 26th. It's a week away. Next week. So in the next six, seven days, max, less, we have to sign players. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not Top just class. one or two. We, we still need winger. a few. Yeah. Top class winger, two defenders. What's the Center back and a center back. back. A center back and one that can play on the wings. Yeah. Yeah. Dare I say we need another another six because Jan and Villa can't play the entire season. We said yes. it. We said it last week. We yeah. said that. We said that last a strikers week. come right. in. A strikers come in. Well, including the striker, I think that's five, right? Yeah. So five, yeah. so the striker's here, so four more. Four more. Four more players. Alexandro Sim, I didn't curse at you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not keeping I, I can't keep there's too many messages now coming in on the chat. I can't keep up with all of no, them. No, but basically what uh, sorry to interrupt you, basically center back, full back, number six, and winger, those are the absolute priorities after wing after we Yo Huang agreed to join Olympiacos. Southport says I want us to be more ambitious as a club. Uh, poor excuses about budgets and players not wanting to come to Mickey Mouse Greek League. <laughs> look, look, Southport. Uh, the I I un I'd understand if you're making the if if you want to make the assertion that we can do better within our budget because yes, I think we can. We we made the club and over the course of the last two years made a lot of the wrong moves. I think this summer there were some better moves made. But the previous summer was a lot of bad moves. So that I would agree with you. If by am more ambitious, you mean spend more money. I know some people don't like to hear about the financial constraints, but unfortunately, we do have them. That's a real thing. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by being more ambitious in that regard, if that's what you mean. Those constraints do exist. But if you mean that we should have spent our money better and there was a much better to pick from, I agree with you 100%. It, but it is, it is what it is. Now we have to fix the problem that we created over the course of the last year and a half. And then once we fix that, those, you know, more signings will come and we're going to see there's stuff going out. You know, Madi's probably going out, you know, whether it's going to be Roma, Monza, whatever, England, he's going and stuff's happening. There's, there's movement that's going to be happening. I'm very confident in the next week stuff's going to happen. Another comment from Speedos. What do you think about Kunde that Martins had him not even on the bench? My cousin was talking about this a lot today. Um, it Go just speaks. Ahead. It speaks a lot, man. It speaks a lot. I did. I think I wrote three. It was either two or three blogs last year uh, about the impact of Kunde when he came on the field, on not just on the press, but also in in play for us. And I never understood why he never got more of an opportunity. Now, he did get COVID at one point. Um, guys, if you see this guy's legs at the stadium in person, this man's legs are tree trunks. He is a he is a 
just like Concept Caucho says here, he's a tank. This man has one of some of like the biggest quads I've ever seen in my life. He is a massive dude. And he is he's a player we need on the bench. He runs up, back, up, back. He actually has decent vision. Better vision, better vision than I thought he had it when I first did the deep dive on him when we brought him in. I mean, he's he is a he's a he's a pretty good player, man. And he's he's also just a monster of a man. That's his second post he hit too, right? Yeah, yeah he hit the bar, hit the bar in Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I mean, Incredible, uh, very, very interesting performances. I think he's a player that wants to contribute. He wants a place in the starting lineup. He wants to introduce himself in the world. He wants to take this opportunity by the hair. Some good performances so far. Very interesting to see how he can do this season. Hi, Christo. Yes, yeah, Christo. Thanks for your comment. Unbelievable. It's been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. We're we're still we're always friends, Alexandros. Don't worry, we're always friends. You you need it takes more than that to uh, to get under my skin. We can improve. Kunde is just very athletic. Doesn't have good technical ability. Yeah, it's not as good. His touch isn't as close. And you saw that when he was taking some of those breaks forward. He lets the ball sometimes get just a little. And then also in some of those like progressive runs. Oh, Lambros here. The Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Yeah, but back on Kunde. Labro, Labro, come on for a cameo, like two minutes, just a cameo, please. Can we just hear the voice you don't have? The voice you don't have. This link is for Labro. Dropping it in the chat. Labro, come on for like a minute, man. Just come and say hello. Now everybody's going to want in. Everybody's going to jump in. We're going to stay a little bit longer. I don't. I don't want to stay too long. Personally, it's already bloody one thirty. It's two thirty. Ah, Labros keen. Labros is keen. Labros is keen. Guys, we're going to get Labros soon. Ella, call ella, your ella. friends. Call your friends, guys. Labros is coming to the chat. Labros is coming. Ella, eh? The links in the chat. Labro, get on. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a Labro love. That's what we need. Labro season MVP. <laughs> The anticipation that everyone's just waiting for Labyrinth. <laughs> but how confident do we feel about this season in terms of Europe? Let's not talk about everything else, just Europe. Can Olympiacos, do you reckon Olympiacos have the time and depth and uh, ability to pull things, to pull it together and continue making it out of the group stages of a major European competition? Drop your thoughts in the chat, guys, because we've got a special guest coming in. You've been asking for him. We asked him to come on. Like, subscribe. Labros equals ratings. Hit the like button. Spread the love. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Hit the bell because there's more coming. Gate 7 International. By the fans. For the fans. Labros Sirmos is here with us. When's the last time there were four of us on the show together? I don't know, guys. Good evening. Your voice is fine, man. Your voice is fine, man. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, by the end there. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, what a night. I'll I'll never forget this night. I'll never be able to thank you guys enough for giving me the opportunity to live shit like this with Gate 7 International. And I also want to thank Pai Olipiakos for giving us the opportunity 
um to to go into the press box and have this opportunity everyone was so lovely except for some cypriot journalists i later understood it was like gate seven international what a joke blah 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 like fans and um it's fine it's fine the it's guy fine. and when we took them on penalties i was like Tovradi, Tovradaki, and like right in his fucking face he was right next to us and i was like uh, it was it was bad maybe it wasn't super professional of me like i was singing uh really loud by the penalties because we're you're not supposed to do that but oh my god it was so emotional like all the emotions came out and what an experience guys i oh my god i just i can't put it into words i'm sorry guys with the voice crack um it was crazy tonight speaking for like two and a half hours or something i don't know so um yeah just epic back in pakrati my home and it was incredible got to meet some players speak with them it was very nice um yeah we were all very nice um yeah i'm gonna play it one more time because labrador's here and there are more oh, here. No. i'm gonna play it one more time if patrick saves olympiakos is through the the fourth penalty here he goes he's about to take it i don't know if you can hear me and it's dead! Olympiacos is through! Nee! Nee, Olympiacos is through! Olympiacos is through! Olympiacos is through! The team has started! Savis Patrick saves Olympiacos again! He saves the season! Olympiacos is through in the Europa League! I can't believe what I'm seeing! The stadium's on fire! There's players everywhere! I can't believe what we've just seen! It's one of the biggest nights! The best oh part. The, be the best part. <laughs> the best part is when he says, "Can you hear me?" And I'm about to hear my headphones off. No, but I, 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 I don't know if you can hear me. I, 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 you don't understand when you're there in the stadium. I have my headset on. You can't hear yourself even think it's so loud in there. So I don't know. The whole time I didn't know if anyone could even hear me. It was just like yelling and I, yeah oh my god it was so loud every time a polona player steps up for a penalty like i couldn't even hear myself think i was and then when we when it, the final save of actually it was like oh my god outpouring of emotion except for um i guess um what's it called yeah those cypriot journalists fucking guns Anyway. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I think that? you what? and I are both trying to click this. Sorry. What? What are you clicking on? Oh my god! We have this a donation. Thank you so much, Alexandros. Oh my god! Thank you so much, Alexandros. Jesus. Thank you so much, man. Holy Alexandre, cow! Wow! Thank you yeah, so much. Thank man. you so much, man. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you so much. And of course, we're always going to be friends. We're always going to be friends. <laughs> T-shirts are coming. Thank and t-shirts so are coming now with these donations guys thank you so much thank you Incredible. so much guys. we're going to use this to keep improving uh elabro i i want to say unbelievable job man like uh i don't know maybe and i took to video for vlogs um but like i couldn't record myself in the press area it was a bit awkward because you guys can imagine that the being in this journalistic environment was very odd like it's very old school like you're under 30 years old and like they're like who the fuck are you kind of thing you know and a guy speaking english like talking blah 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 it's very odd and um yeah but 
but then there at the end we were talking to some players and they came over and they're like oh do you know me i'm a journalist and they were like okay fuck off like we're talking to to this guy over here so it was kind of funny <laughs> like uh one of the journalists we were talking to a player i don't want to say the name and he like came over the journalist was like oh do you remember me blah blah, blah. he's like no not really and then he just kept talking to us <laughs> turned away from the guy it was really funny <laughs> and um but yeah amazing experience the players um freaking emotional lazar angelovic fucking sucked oh my god so bad i was getting so frustrated el arabi it really comes off in the stadium in like such a high intensity match like i was being really mean on the thing but oh my god he looks so past it like he looks like a former footballer almost like the guy I, I like you'd feel like oh my god he'll never score another goal maybe this is really hard to say but oh my god it, it was really bad really fucking bad and yeah also i think this journalist like yanis horianopoulos was sitting next to us i think that was him i don't know and like when el arabi was being taken out he was like what the fuck is this like what the fuck are you doing like actually i don't want to put a name on who it was but there was a journalist like i don't think it was him maybe it was him i have no idea who it was but i saw his tweet um at the same time and it like literally was like oh shocking decision this isn't huddersfield town i don't know el arabi fucking sucked like valbuena was better at the striker tonight and that's saying a lot like anyway um and some of the reactions by the journalists, you're like, fuck me, these people don't know football. But anyway, like, anyway, it was great anyway, being there. I think we get the idea. We get the idea, I think. Yeah, so it was a fucking experience. Um, and you just knew we were going to concede at the end of the game. You were just going to, you just knew. Um, it was just like the whole stadium knew it was going to happen. And then it happened and it was like, you know. We saw it uh, after the goal. Apollonas were pushing. There was pressure in midfield. They were pushing Olympiacos behind. They they struggled with the end product, but it really, really seemed that it could happen the same way it happened with Slovan Bratislava. This is something Olympiacos really need to work on. They need to find a way to maintain the pressure. They need to find a way to uh, to get over the PMSD, as uh, Costas brilliantly puts it. Uh, just keep pushing after yeah. you score the goal don't just stay behind trying to protect the result because it, no, it simply it, doesn't work it was it, it felt like in the stadium like your mother the body the body like like the goal was fucking lucky because Mavrias is shit and then like the team was like oh my god like we we need to hold on for dear life like being there it felt like the body like the body it, it's not like a fact of the team was hiding or like playing defensively it was like more a fact like this team fucking can't, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Anyway. It was a very long night, and it is still a very long night. Uh, do we have uh, do we have coaches grade and man of the match? Who wants to do man of the match first? Should we do it in alphabetical order? <laughs> Ari first. <Yeah>. <laughs> you're next. I don't know why you're laughing, Costa. You're next. No, I think, uh, I, think my, I got. I mean, yeah, I've got mine. I'm. I may. I may have to go with Yanam Vila for this. Mm-hmm. Personally, I have midfield bias. It's always been that way. I may yeah. have to go with him for that. Um, yeah, Jan played amazing. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. 
So that's that would be my man of the match. Guys in the comments, drop your drop your man of the match. If you're re-watching this after the live, drop in the comments as well. Who do you think was your man of the match? Uh, and shot the flick for great penalties, that, by the way. That, there, there you go. It's my yeah. man of the match. It's clear. I, I said about him below. Eh? I, thought, mm -hmm. I thought he had an epic game, particularly second half. He was absolutely everywhere. He was an absolute beast. But at the end of the day, like when you when you pull off three saves, and I'll, I'll tell you something. Costas Llanos and I were texting during the last game against Slovan and, and tonight, second leg, and both times Costa asked me, what do you think is going to happen? And both times I was a fucking pessimist. Um, it went to penalties. And and both against Slovan and tonight, I said, the only one that can save us or save this game is Thomas Vachlik. And I had that same feeling again today. And he's gone and done it. Like three... <laughs> Three saves, yeah. and and of course this uh, Greek Calcio big up man of the match. No, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing to be honest. Like I don't know what I was doing. Like I was just talking, and it all just came out. It all came out. It was super emotional. Like I've never been so emotional at a football match. But yeah, and can I say something about the penalties? It was super odd. In the last fifteen minutes of the extra time, you're like, as I said, like. Like you felt Apollona couldn't, like the legs were dying. And when the teams came back to take the penalties, five or six of their players couldn't move. They dropped to the ground and like the medical staff was trying to work their legs. The legs were so heavy on their side. And you go, you go, um, I'm, I'm thinking now we go to take the penalties and guys, the noise, the atmosphere, they were so scared. Like I felt... I felt like there was no way that Apollona could win the penalty shootout. Like from the first penalty, Jan scored, and it was like the stadium was so strong with the team. I I couldn't foresee it when when the first penalty went in, and after the first save, it was like they have no hope. Like they were so down morally. The biggest thing was when Lazar came up. You like fucking knew he was gonna miss. It was yeah. like clear from the moment he stepped up. Yeah. Um, Pressure was too much. But quite a few Apollona players were walking up and you're like, oh my God, these guys are going to miss. Like, it was like that. You, When people say that, like you can see when a player is going to miss a penalty as they walk up. You can see it. It's like, I, I thought if Olympiacos takes it, the penalties will win for sure. I, that's my point. Yeah. I mean, I agree as well. I mean, Thomas Watzlik, in my opinion, man of the match, uh, very... Uh, <laughs> Uh, very consistent throughout the match. Important saves. Didn't I, I don't think he carries any blame for the goal from Pitas. Uh, three big saves from the penalty shootout. He's the one that basically saved the night and probably the season for Olympiacos. Thomas Watson. Yeah. Labro. Yeah. This this comment here from Tutela. The noise was brilliant. Yeah. One of the best atmospheres I experienced. Yeah. How do you? Where does um, it rate for you? Where I've does it lived like this, this game. I've lived like so many, like, I don't know, good moments of Olympiacos. Like, not a ton. We live abroad, but like, I've seen European games. I've seen derbies. I turned to Marcial and I was like, this is a good environment. Like, this is good. Like, the, 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 like, the, the supporters knew how big this was. And I thought the sport was really good, actually. Even the stadium wasn't completely full, but 
the people who were there were in full voice and supporting the team. It was a really good atmosphere in my opinion. I don't know. I, it also was just like, everyone could sense how important this was. And like, this isn't the time for booing. This isn't the time for fucking whistling. Like everyone was just singing, supporting the team. So I guess even when the team looked like they were in trouble, it was like everyone was supporting. So I would say, yeah, that's my opinion. But it was an amazing atmosphere, like fucking like night and day to what we saw with Pasiana, of course, but like um, just hot, like like really good. Like Olympiacos of old, I think at the end, I, when I was like, it's cut off in that clip, I'm like, this is why we love Olympiacos. Like these are the nights we live for, being in the stadium and going through and losing your voice. And like, I don't know, these are the nights that, that you love like that, that you think like this is this is like the special thing in my life like reading the, the 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 newspapers and like going to the stadium and traveling and seeing the team lose like all of that is worth it sometimes for nights like these where you're like with you feel like you're you're there and i don't know it's yeah it was an amazing night like progressing, you know, like amazing. It's yeah. coach is great. Coach is great. I thought, uh, to be honest with you, I thought a lot of dead legs were there at the end. Like Avia could barely fucking move. Um, but I think when I when I look down, like I'm sitting at the the press area, I look to the right to the players warming up, and it's Thanasis Andrusos, Andreas Bukalax, and. Um, forgetting the other guy and you're just like I don't want any of these guys to come on the pitch you know it was like one of those so I don't know so what's the coach's grade I don't know what oh, come say. on come on I literally have nothing to say like I I, I got a B plus for the guy I mean we're yeah, still talking about already. a guy we're still talking about a guy that came to Greece with a, with, with the clothes he's wearing on his back he still managed to improve on the Biakos in just two nights he still managed to take that group of players in the Europe into the Europa League, which was the best possible outcome. Yeah, he did it kicking and screaming, but you know this is another man's team. He's uh, he's coaching. He's putting up. He didn't have a preseason, and he still got them into the Europa League. He still kept his nerve throughout the entirety of the match. He gets a B plus. I'm not giving him an A minus because he still has to earn it in Europe, but B plus, absolutely. I think that's fair. Like B, B at least for me gets a B. I thought he lined up the squad probably the best the best way he could. I think it's um, again. I think he said it perfectly. It's not his. It's not his team. It's another man's team. He's achieved the object the objective. I think on the night he set up as as well as he could uh, in terms of the lineup, and then you know he's forced into changes with with ten men as well. Maybe could he have changed something a little bit earlier on uh, in the second half? I thought he, he was later to to make changes than he was in previous games. Um, but in general, I mean, we said it earlier on, the performance from the first half was already, like after the first goal, we just like went into Martin's, Martin's ball and that post... <sighs> post-Martin's uh, syndrome that I've been talking about. So yeah. He subbed, uh, yeah. uh, one thing I would say, he subbed Zingernagel uh, too early for me, I thought. I don't know how it seemed from the TV, but 
I thought I thought that Rangelovic too, is I, 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 that's that's true. I thought the Rajelovic coming on as it was the first sub, wasn't it? Yeah, Rajelovic? it was too early. It was too yeah. early. Yeah. I, I thought Zink. I thought Zink had a fairly Zink decent game. Right. He, he, he had one on his like right one. foot that that was almost good to go. Like you, we were we saw it, and it's like okay, this player knows how to play football. Rangelovic doesn't know how to play football, so it's like like keep him on the pitch. You know, like things weren't going great for Olympiacos, but okay, it's the first ten minutes of the second half. What do you expect? Is he not going to come out in five minutes and be? Amazing, I don't know. No, but you saw it a lot of those, like uh, a lot of one touch play from, from Zink, you know. He doesn't yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a high high football IQ, I think, and I think he's still <clears throat> we've seen it with Scandinavian players, like particularly ones that play further forward when they come and play for us. For some reason it takes them a little bit more time than others to adjust. We saw it with Zetterberg. Um, I mean, Romedal didn't last when he came in. He he left right. quite early. Yeah. But uh, there's some there's something there with Zinc. Like that corner that he won. It was it in the first half. He he danced around like three players and he won a corner. And I remember that the crowd was uh was really really appreciating the hustle and the you know what he did. I don't know if anyone remembers that in the first half. But. No. Yeah, but I, I mean, in terms of the, of the changes, none of the one of the reasons why I'm not giving him an A minus is because he didn't bring in Manolas instead of Ba uh, before that. Yeah, but card. A minus is way too high. A minus there were moments where high. he he mismanaged the game, in my opinion. Like there needed to be subs, or the the sub was too early. Uh, I don't know. There were moments where you felt like he got it wrong. I don't know. Well, so here's... like I don't know how to say it, but like there was a feeling like the game wasn't managed well at certain points. Like it was like thing. I don't know how to explain it. Nashville, like no. there was something I, I tweeted this during the game, and I thought, is is it seriously? Is there nobody on the bench, someone to tell the coach that Usoni Bar is going to get sent off? Usoni Bar is yeah, going to get a second right. yellow card. Literally, everyone knew that he's going to get a second yellow card. He said like, it on Abraham my life too. or Christian Carabé, somebody on the bench be like, "Be careful," because it's happened before. It, and he had a really good game today. He was amazing. Yeah, the fans. Really it, I've never seen this before. Like Ba gets sent off, and he got a standing ovation. Like people were like, "Oh my god, he played. He played that good. He got sent off and got a standing ovation from the fans." For that, says, like, that says, says it, it all. That says yeah. it all. There's also one other thing, like when we're judging the for Corberan, we also have something else we have to consider, something that we didn't get a lot with Martins. And with Corberan, we have all of these shapes that we see. Did you guys notice how the shapes changed, just at least on the defensive end during the course of the game? It was 4 3 3, it went to 4 4 2, it went to 3 4 2. It was 4 4 2 a lot. And when I go back through the data, because I, I, I really believe that we when we started in the 4-3-3, it was, I thought it was great. But then I noticed that about 15 minutes in, he transitioned to the 4-4-2 to, to save space. And that was when we started to eat a little bit more pressure. And we switched back to the 4-3-3 and it kind of se- we, we got more condensed and it kind of seemed mm-hmm. like we started to get possession back. So for me, the coaching grade is going to be a B because I thought that he switched to the 4-4-2 a 
maybe he did it as a reaction to some things that he saw. But for me, I thought the switch to the four four two wasn't good for us in terms of possession. But that's that that was something I noticed, and I'll look more into that. To be honest uh, with you, Adi, like um, the shapes, like you're talking about it now, the the gap between the two El Arabi Huang and the two in the midfield yeah. was really big at times, and the yeah. midfielders and. The thing is, El Arabi is like unable to track back, and exactly, the, it, it was massive problems for Olympiacos at points because of that, and like the shape. Sometimes the shape looks really bad. To be honest, I, I don't know. But those take time, man. Let me tell you, practicing yeah. formations and shapes yeah, in yeah. defense, they take time and practice because you have to yeah. make it routine. And you saw when things started to get – everyone was getting tired and things started to get bad. Yeah. The shapes started to just coalesce like they did yeah, with yeah. Martin. And a discussion with like uh, – yeah, someone close to the team, they were like, Corberan has very good ideas. His tactics are very good. We just need to be patient. Okay, so, so coach is great. Labroari, coach is great. I give him a I give him a C plus to be honest. B, okay. I said. Sorry, Ari. I said B before. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. yeah. My guess. So there you have it. Upon my guess, I la pamiga epno because this was yeah. It's two thirty in the morning. I'm tired. Labro needs to find his voice. I'm off to Lefkada tomorrow as well for vacation, so. So you know where to find him. You, you don't know where to find me. His biggest fans. You know where to find him. What fans? Okay. <laughs> I guess thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, for those of you that are live still, like and subscribe. Hit the like button before before logging out. It helps with the algorithm. Helps get the episode and the channel out to more Olympiacos fans around the world. A lot of questions still. Uh, lots of transfer talk. Yeah. We got the group. The group draw is tomorrow. Indeed. I think we're ready. It is tomorrow. But the headline for Olympiacos is now it's transfers. Now is the time for transfers. That's the yeah. headline for Olympiacos. We'll be back. We'll be back for more. There'll be vlog footage. I've got work to do tomorrow. So check out or look out for the vlog from yesterday's well, yesterday, yesterday's game now that finished today. Uh, and more wonderful content here at Gate 7 International. It's been another epic, epic night. night. Epic night, yeah. And more to come. We have Europa League football sealed. Guys, signing off. We are Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. See you next time. Ciao.